Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. Before we get started, we forgot to do this part of the podcast where I ask you guys to caption this picture of Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly. It's the most horrifying picture I've seen in my life, maybe, where Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook, both wearing Lakers jerseys, that for one is just like toxic. It's terrible. But they're just gleefully laughing together. And so I asked you guys to caption this. I got a lot of really funny submissions. But this one, to me, is just perfect. It When I read it, I, was, I looked at it and said, this is the correct answer. Like, this is the right answer. It's from at Vegas underscore. Shout out to at Vegas underscore. His caption is, hey, P, they said I got to come off the bench. And it's so perfect because it's... It's like a it's a callback, obviously, to Carmelo Anthony saying that to Paul George. But now Patrick obviously starts with the P. It's perfect. And then I feel like Russ and Carmelo are in like the same mindset right now. You know, that you know, Carmelo was back then, like Russ is now. Russ probably should be taking on a role like Melo should have been taking on a role. It's just it's just perfect. It's just perfect. It's the correct answer. So big time shout outs to at J Vegas underscore. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the show. Luke isn't here, but we got special guest Alex Spears on the show. So it's a really fun pod. Hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you guys again on Monday. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm going to share with my team, but I'm going to hog most of them. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, in a very unusual fry pod, it's Jay. It's Jay. Sorry, it's not normally first. <laughs> and it's Alex. Hey, guys. <laughs> Alex is here in person in OKC. Glad you're here, Al. How exciting. <laughs> I was excited for Taylor. I mean, Taylor's going to be here, but this would have been the daddy's uh, fry pod. All the daddies. <laughs> That's the true. Daddies. Dad pod. Uh, he'll be here. He'll be here. For maybe 10 minutes by the time he gets here. <laughs> yeah. Just for his victory, victory. He's a very fresh daddy of two. He is. Not, not that he had twins. Right. But he just had a second His one. second, yeah, yeah. Like three weeks ago. Right. So he needed to be home this morning for a little bit longer. Yeah. It's uh it's tough being a daddy. <laughs> it's tough. 
about there being a daddy. Okay. So <laughs> being a daddy. I uh Alex, you wanted to talk about the expansion draft. Well, yeah, which uh may or may not happen ever. Ever. We just we don't know. But somebody I, I didn't remember where the original report came from, but the idea was that they were doing these preseason games in Seattle and Vegas and they were going the league was prepared to announce expansion plans yeah for those two cities which it kind of all made sense and you're like oh that's kind of neat we had heard rumblings for years now and like bill simmons as recently as february had given like a very long detailed rumor thing he's talked about it he talks about all years he loves the idea of an expansion draft yes and uh and I love the, the idea of expansion draft. I mean, I remember when the uh, the the Golden Knights, the NHL team, yeah, came in and they, they had the expansion draft on ESPN, and I didn't know anything was happening, but yeah. it, it was so so much fun. <laughs> and if I had known what was happening, it would have been a blast. So I I'm very excited for the idea of it, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it helps or hurts the Thunder. But I. Uh, I did just want to. Oh, and I should mention that the NBA has come out and said there's no truth to any of what I just said. So we'll see. Yeah, but also they wouldn't trust want that. Them. Yeah, they wouldn't want that to come out. They I want mean, to control it. Who knows? Yeah, it makes it. It makes way too much sense. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, the NBA is as popular as it's been. Like, why not grow into two significant markets? Yeah, and not only that, but like the talent base. Yeah, because we were talking before the pod about when Charlotte came in in two thousand four. Yeah, and. Like the the players that were available to them at that time were so bad, so bad. And some of those players they actually acquired, like because because one of the things you can do in expansion draft is like if you were the Thunder and you had a contract you wanted to get rid of, you could pay Seattle or Vegas to take that player in their in the draft. Mm. Um, because inter- so th- so backing up, yeah. There's a lot of different ways this could uh, hurt OKC. <laughs> We've talked. For years now, about how like how there's always something that comes up along the uh, the road of progression for this team <laughs> that is an obstacle. And for a long time with the expansion draft, I was only thinking of it in terms of like, well, we got to protect however many number of players. We're going to lose some of these young guys. That'll be a huge bummer. Yeah. There's other things though too that I just like had kind of forgotten. For instance, if you had two teams, that's two more lottery teams every single year. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. So you go from 14 teams in the lottery to 16 teams in the lottery. Every single one of those future picks now has lower odds for whatever top pick you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would change the odds. Like right now you move up into the top four. Maybe with two extra teams you move up into the top five. But that that would be significant yeah. for the Thunder. Especially because Charlotte in 04, was ju- they were given the top odds. So they weren't. I looked it up. Oh, I thought they were. The, I looked it up, and, and it was actually, they weren't given, they were given the fourth pick. Oh. And the, the justification was, we don't want them to just waltz into a top three pick. So we're going to give them four. But then they made a trade with the yes. Clippers to move oh, up to two to take them right. to Okafor. That's right. So it would be really interesting to see, like, would they just give these oh, two teams, gosh. like, four and five? Yeah. They just gift them. Those picks. So that's the other thing. So whatever the first year this happens, like what if it happens in a year? And of course, we don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. But if it happens in a year when OKC has like some juice in the draft, they get like the Rockets' sixth pick or whatever. Yeah. And that's pushed to eighth. And it's pushed to eighth because, because you have these new these two new teams. Yeah. And obviously that's just one year. And then in the future years, you would have the sixteen lottery teams. 
it's it's start it's starting to scare me a little bit more. <laughs> now, the one thing those we, are the things that scare me more than if they took, I don't know, Baisley or somebody off our hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was listening to a pod and they were trying, you know, ball pod, and they were yeah. trying to go through the teams and they came across OKC uh-huh. and they were like, oh, this would be such a bad deal for them to have to like give up someone like Baisley. I'd be like, honestly, that is the least of my worries right <laughs> yeah. now. There are Please. much bigger issues. Yeah, but they in, the report gave no timeline. So that's the other thing. Like the entire uh, reason behind Seattle moving was that they didn't have a new arena, and they still do not have a new arena. I'm sure they've made upgrades to what was Key Arena. I think now it's Climate Pledge Arena mm-hmm. because the Seattle Storm still play there. But I, I, like. Is there any indication that that arena is now good enough for the NBA? I mean, OKC just upgraded their arena. They yeah. spent more money upgrading the arena than it cost to initially build the arena. Right, yeah. And it's not good enough. Yeah, and they're already having conversations about building another. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. So Seattle would have to, in theory, right. like Vegas just, without question, they'll just build it. It's just like they deal with what is Well, they the have arenas in Vegas that are, like, ready to go. Like, NBA ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because either way, even if they didn't, like, they built the Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders, and, like, it's yeah. beautiful, immaculate. It's sick, like, yeah. no question. They just were like, yep, build it. All right, let's go. Right. But Seattle, it's still the, the same challenge is going to be there today that it was, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Whenever it was that they're having these conversations. Well, in Vegas, like, you have, like, the land to do it, you know, like it's pretty easy. I don't know, like Seattle, like well, is there a good spot for it, for like a new arena? I don't know. Listen, they're not giving the Seattle franchise to an owner who's going to request public funds. Like that won't happen. They'll give it to some no super rich guy who, like Steve Ballmer, like the Sixers. It should have been Ballmer. It should, like, yeah. Ballmer should have stepped in before Clay did back in the day. Whoever buys that will privately finance whatever stadium is coming in Seattle. Yeah. Because that, that'll that just... The, one, I think that's like how the future of this is going to go. Yeah. Like people have seen... I didn't know why I said Steve <coughs> Ballmer. I actually meant the Golden State guys. But they've seen how much Golden State has made Yeah, because they privately funded that well, arena. Well, Ballmer is going to build an arena for the Clippers. Is yeah. that all privately funded? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, like those guys are making insane money. And that's why I think the Sixers guys came out and decided, oh, we'll just build our own. Yeah, have all the rights. Yeah, and make tons of extra money. Mm-hmm. So, which is ultimately good for the franchise itself, anyway, because you're not. Because one of the things now with the Warriors is like, do they really care about a luxury tax if they're making like five eight, times yeah. that in revenue yeah. on the arena every year? So. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. So I, uh, the question though is like, as long as they had a promise, or let's say they had broken ground on a stadium, mm-hmm. would the NBA be willing to just move into those? markets first before mm-hmm. stadiums built and that would obviously allow them to move up the timeline yeah because if, if it does require an absolutely brand new stadium ready to play in you're looking at you know like half decade yeah which in that case i don't really care right the thunder will hopefully better better <laughs> be good will we be out of the rebuild in yeah. half a decade they'll still have picks but they hopefully will not be as dependent upon them yeah but I, but I'm more thinking like if this real if they really did announce this now and they yeah. were willing to move into these markets soon yeah like it wouldn't happen this upcoming draft but maybe the 24 draft it's possible and the other angle was and this would really piss me off is if the double draft happened in the year <laughs> like in some ways it would actually kind of like make things fair because you'd rather it happen yeah. in that kind you'd of you'd rather draft. spread out spread yeah. it all out then yeah 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 but. 
I was I was just having these like fever dreams of what if that first Houston pick, which uh-huh. is twenty twenty four, only yeah. top four protected. What if that lands at like number six, but in the double draft? Yeah. And now it's like way more valuable. Yeah. Look yeah. who it is. The fourth daddy. Welcome to the dad pod. I said the dad pod. What's up, daddies? What's up, bro? Sorry, I'm late. I had some daddy business to take care of. <laughs> it's okay. Doesn't it always happen right as you're leaving the door, daddies? Oh, man. <laughs> Every Doesn't it always? Time. Every oh, time. Give me a break, kiddos. Uh, we were just talking about expansion. Seattle and Vegas. We're constantly expanding our families. That's right. That's right. So, uh, before we leave this topic, we should probably just give an updated... So, so let's pretend that it is going to happen quick. It's yeah. going to happen as early as 2024. Yeah. Which means we're factoring into account the 23 first rounder. Mm-hmm. You get eight guys to protect. Yep. I think we all agree, Shea, Giddy, Dort, Chet. Easy. Mm. Easy. Easy, quick four. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you go next, J-Dub? Yeah. J-Dub. Usman Jang? Yep. So that's six. Trey Mann? Trey Mann. So, okay. So Trey Mann. Mm-hmm. And then the 23 pick. And 23. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of easy, isn't it? Yeah. It's really not that hard. I mean, guys like, I mean, Jeremiah would be one that I'd be like, oh, okay. Because they that's a guy that, <laughs> that's, a, that's somebody that you'd want to, that you'd want to take. Because he's a good player, good culture guy. Yeah, but it's either him or Victor Wembanyama. No, it's either him or Trey Mann. Oh, true. Yeah, that makes true. more sense. I'll take Trey Mann. Yeah, it's just the it's more difficult for to... shooting and wing yeah. play. I yeah, guess wing technically, but yeah. And so, who do you think of the guys remaining? Because now we only know we only know the 2004 expansion draft when there was only one team. Yeah, and the rules back then was you can only take one player per team max. Right. I don't know if that would change if there were two teams, but of the remaining guys, who do you think, like if you were an expansion team, you could take someone from the Oklahoma City Thunder, who would you take? I mean, at that point, it's like Kenrich, Poku, Wiggins, Muscala. I'd take Kenrich for sure. Jay Will. Jay Will. Jerry, obviously. Yeah, So we, we talked kind of before the pod about like – so one of these teams that would expand, they're not building a roster to compete immediately. Unlikely. Unlikely. You, so you apparently gonna, can do that in the NHL. You're going to more than likely take. Do, but. <laughs> Although you look at the amount of like free agents that are out there still, like you could feasibly put together a roster that would at least be something. No, they would be really bad. But you know what I'm saying? Like There are guys that are NBA ready, and then if you go through like the depth of – of the league currently, you yeah. Know, if you it's wanted better to go, than 04. You, you could get Kenrich Williams and a few other guys that are, you know, the ninth guy on their team, and mm-hmm. maybe have a decent team pretty quickly. Here's a question: If you're an expanding team, if you're a new team, do you have to take a player from a team? No, I mean you can't take a player from every team. Yeah, because you can only okay. take like 14. I think we might not lose any players then. I mean, that's that's true. It's possible, but you start going through the other teams. Because here's the other weird rule: is that like you can't draft someone who's about to be an unrestricted free agent. Mm. So, like all of these teams, like it probably won't be the Lakers when this actually happens. But a team like the Lakers, where they had all these one-year vet guys, those guys aren't eligible to be protected. 
And so if you can't get to eight protected, which I don't know if the Lakers could have last year, you still have to unprotect someone. So that that would be kind of like an interesting angle. Mm-hmm. I was looking over the teams because like the, the first team that popped in my head was the Grizzlies. Yeah. Because they're thought of as like a super deep team. Yeah, they got a lot of players. So like who would be available? So if I'm just going through it, like Jaw, Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at that point, like we're at six. Like, I mean, there's other guys on this team, Jake Laravia, David Roddy, that they just took. Yeah. Kenneth Lofton Jr. Jake but, yeah, but at the same time, maybe maybe it wouldn't be like They'd probably, that much better than the 2004 draft. Yeah, maybe not. The Clippers were another one, just because they have. They're also thought of as very deep. Obviously, it's more vets. Yeah. Huh. I mean, if you, I mean, you just think about it. I asked this question on Twitter yesterday. I think. Just like how many players on the Thunder today do you think do you think could play in a playoff series? Yeah. You know, like play significant minutes in a playoff series. I mean, who do like which what guys would you say? I mean, if we're being super honest. Yeah, we're being super honest. This is a safe space. Super honest. Yeah, this is like a safe Shea and Dort. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then beyond that, like, how can you really know? You're yeah. ju- you're just guessing. Like Giddy, Giddy coming off the bench. Yeah, he's I think Giddy. Maybe ten, defense, ten, twelve though, minutes in the playoffs, here. Like he will be targeted. Yeah, and we don't know what that will look like. We're, I think I. Obviously, he's big though, and he's strong. He is. <laughs> he's, he's big, big and, he's, and strong. he's strong. Yeah, and he's strong. And Ch- Chet, obviously, if you're taking a guy two overall, you're going to assume that he can play in the playoffs at some point. You better hope to God that boy. Can Not play in the his playoffs. current state. Not in his current state. Not right now. He's on a scooter. Yeah. But that that would be four, mm-hmm. and then I saw a lot of people say J Dub, and I, I know that there's a lot of hype on J Dub, and I'm very excited about J Dub. We haven't seen but him play an NBA game yet. Have Dude, you I seen feel him like in the, the gym runs? I feel like the hype is getting a little too much. I'm just a little uncomfortable with it. I would just like to wait and see him play NBA basketball. <laughs> you would? <laughs> Why? Seems, that seems wise. I, I I just don't want people to be like super disappointed if he just gets off to like a normal rookie start. I think people are expecting him to come in and put up the exact same stats he put in Summer League, which if he did that, that would be super impressive. Oh, where that is, is a massive stats? jump. I think 30. Yeah, 30, again. 10, and 10. 50, 10, and 10. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> Huge. I mean, it was incredible. But he, he's the other name people bring up, and I understand why. I mean... Kenrich, right? Kenrich could oh, yeah. play. Kenrich M- could Muscala. Mm. He gets some... Moose could play like... Seven minutes a game in the playoffs, probably. He could. Who who are these guys that, like, okay, they could if the playoff team had a bunch of injured players. Derek Favors. Yeah. Yeah, no. Right? It's like, okay, well, (laughs) our backup center's out. We need another center. Derek Favors is playing seven to ten minutes Or your team's getting blown out. You're like, just rest everybody. Throw Derek Favors in there. Blowouts, am I right, Tads? Actually, yes. Yeah. (laughs) You are right. (laughs) Good, Good one. Uh, <laughs> I I was thinking about it just because we talked on Wednesday, and Terrence Ferguson played thirty minutes a night for that yes. last Paul George team. So, like, does it even matter that a guy can technically play? Yeah, it's like I don't know. There's probably a lot more on this team that could like Aaron, like Aaron Wiggins is better than Ferguson today. Like, I feel confident in saying that. 
That's wow. good. That's good for us, JB. Which is like you that, were really that, high on. It's a low bar to clear. Ago. That feels so spicy, and yet like. Outside of OKC, it has like no. It's more condemning whatsoever. of Ferguson than it is like. Just imagine like being Wiggins. a fan of another team and like listening to someone say that, and the other guys go, "Whoa!" Like I couldn't even. If I was picking another team, I couldn't even pick two players because you have to have so much context in, yeah. the, in that statement. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's true. I mean, how many players? Here's another question: How many players on this team are better than Terrence Ferguson? Oh, oh let's go through the list. The, the, amount, of, the, the amount of Ferguson unnecessary hate. It's just continuing. It does come up a You lot. even apologized on the, like, Ferguson doesn't deserve this from us. He doesn't. I'm sorry. But. You, you know what, though? <laughs> let's try <laughs> Like, we wouldn't be honest if we actually listed it out because the way we felt about Ferguson year two is the way we feel a lot about these guys right now. <laughs> yeah. We're assuming that all these guys are going to turn out in the same I way know. that we assumed Terrence Ferguson was going right. to turn out. Yeah. The fact that people are, you're more hyped about Jalen Williams and would evaluate him and say, well, yeah, you take Jalen over Terrence Ferguson. Like, that's purely in the moment speculation. Because we were all as hyped for Ferguson in that yeah. second year. I mean, Royce Young was yeah. the one that said he's going to have 15 and yeah, whatever. That it, was the spiciest. It's always, it, and there's so much context to the moment, but Ferguson had like the most difficult personal year ever yeah in the most pivotal year of his career in mm -hmm. oklahoma city he also couldn't dribble problematic <laughs> so damn andrew <laughs> jeez just saying you know J you know j-dub can dribble that's at least uh you know, he's got one got a one on ferg there yeah Personal uh, issues unknown so unknown. far. Yeah, but yes, also, we'll see. J Dub is super cool, like a really cool guy. Yeah, it feels like he's wearing pajama pants in every picture yeah, I see like, of him well, now. I feel like it's a little bit. He went to the memorial. <laughs> the memorial. Pants. It's a little disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, pajama pants and slippers. Like, but sorry, did we bother your morning? <laughs> they have to pull J Dub out of bed to drag him to the to the bombing memorial. <laughs> did you see them call out a? Poor Thunder Focus, uh, the the Twitter account. No, because uh, Thunder Focus had tweeted a picture of them at the memorial. Yeah, and said, uh, "Here's Chet Williams with the other Thunder rookies." Yeah. Somehow J Dub found the tweet. Yeah. And and replied, "Other Thunder rookies? I guess like we're no one." And like tagged all the other guys like Usman Jang. Dang. And yeah, he's that's my on. biggest fear that a. Thunder player will eventually interact with me in <laughs> yeah. any way. Terrence yeah. Ferguson's coming after y'all. He's active on Twitter. I'm not sure what his. If you were a rookie was, coming Ferguson. into the NBA, though, I think that would be the time you would pay the most attention to Twitter and any media about you at all. Because yeah. I think you'd be did so. Did you call him Chet Williams or did Thunder Focus call him Chet Williams? No, I think I just called oh, him Chet Williams. <laughs> well, that's a, quite the error itself. <laughs> Chet Thunder Williams. Focus. Um, Is Chet Williams like a country guy? <laughs> So Williams. Williams. Like I, it didn't country. sound wrong when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Chet Williams, Chet, good old Chet Williams. Sounds like a baseball player from the 1950s. True. Um, also, that sounds like what uh, Dean Dino calls Chet. God, Dean Dean Blevins. Dean Blevins. <laughs> Sorry, you listen to uh, so Dean much Williams. Sports animal. Yeah, it's on do. when I get off work, and it's like the perfect time to listen yeah, to sports. It animal is. Right it's there. good. It's it's legit. Okay, well, like it's not good. Yeah. No, it's I mean the perfect time to listen to it. Is yes. it the total dominance hour? Yes. 
hour. It's Traber, and then it goes into Total Dominance Hour, and there's two hours right there that is just perfect. It's like Traber talking about his hot dog thing for 90 seconds, and then five minutes of ads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. It's great content. J-Dub only has 5,000 Twitter followers. Wow. Which is interesting. Wow. So... Better you can you can get in now, and he will, uh, you know, be one of his few Twitter followers. He he like retweet uh, retweeted a down to dunk tweet. Oh really? You know? Yeah, but the thing is, like, people didn't know, you know, because it's just right because he's only got we've got more followers than him. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Oh, it's true. <laughs> more people know Andrew Schleck than uh, an NBA. I mean, that player. is not true, but like <laughs> that is true. Uh, this I, is like that's I a perfect think, example. I think that's true. It might a, be true. It's a perfect example of like Twitter not being reality. You know, hmm. Hmm. you don't think more people know who you are than no. J Dub right now? No, I think so. No, hmm. that's the dumbest thing that you've said. And you've said a lot. Of we dumb should have J Dub hmm. go around with a picture of you. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Who is this? You know what though? If he did that around like the Thunder Arena, you might get a lot of like that's Andrew Schlecht. I think you would get a lot of I don't know who that is. But well, I, you I have to go a, up in the Loud City. I Loud City would know. You'd get a lot of Mark Dignall. Yeah. <laughs> is that Mark? Yeah. He's a Thunder coach. Or, right? I did have somebody ask me when I showed them Mark. They said, "Is that you?" They're like, "No, that's you." Or if it was like uh, fringe Thunder fans, it might be like, is that, that's Sam Presti. Yeah. <laughs> is that Sam Presti? Is he a white guy with glasses? Must be Sam Presti. I think that's Sam Presti. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but yes, back to your original question. I do think it's weird to be talking about a 25-win team and a listing like eight players who could definitely play in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like that will probably not be correct. Yeah, that would be incorrect. So I'd rather be more conservative. So I, I would say... Those original four that most people brought up, Shea, Giddy, Dort, Chet, those are like the four that I really feel good about. I yeah. understand why people add J-Dub. But Kenrich. <clears throat> Kenrich, yeah. I mean, I feel pretty good that, about Kenrich playing in the playoffs just because he provides just, at least toughness and right defense. Like yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, pot- potential for J-Dub. There's some Aaron Wiggins hype around there. So maybe Aaron Wiggins could be a guy. Let's just name all the guys on the roster. There's some hype around Poku coming into the season, <laughs> so maybe that's a guy that we could. Usman Jang is as tall as Evan Mobley, which matters. Teo Maladon. Heard he had a great offseason. Eugene Omoyuri is at least <laughs> as... I'm just kidding, all right. Olivier Saar. He, you know, got, he got signed by the Blazers. I, know. I did see uh, someone in a, uh, a Reddit comment say that... Um, <laughs> Thank you say that this was their least favorite Thunder pod because it was so negative. So maybe we could start talking about the team. Negative? The way you just were. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where we actually go deep on all 15. Well, I mean, it's like 17 or whatever it is now, guys. If we're okay. negative. Wow. Oh, you guys are what? getting mad. It's one guy. It's one, it was one human on Reddit. I know, but I'm just saying if we're negative, <laughs> who do you listen to? Oh, there's a lot more I'm the positive most. Thunder podcast than us, I would oh, say. Okay. Yeah. You guys. Not me, man. We're more reality based than Thunder there you Pod. Go. Yeah. yeah. That's I it. Say that. I would say I'm I'm an optimist. Negative. You are more of the pessimist, pessimist of the yeah. pod. I accept that too. It's balance. Yeah, I think it's, it's necessary. Good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Veed Crutchy, if his knee's okay. He can offer a lot of versatility. Yeah. Mm. He may not be in the in NBA heart. next year. <laughs> he might not. That's a reality. 
back but to could reality. play in the playoffs. There's two options: either out of the NBA or get real playoff. It's a thin line, honestly. It's a thin line. God, oh, yeah, Taylor's yeah. terrifying me. Yeah, there's. I know he's. There's a lot of movement. A lot of fidgeting. He's <laughs> a lot of movement. He's not sleeping from, at all right daddy. now. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Al. Since uh, L Man is not here mm. and doesn't have a deep dive, do you have uh, anything you want to riff on? Yeah. What do you? What? What? What rabbit holes are you going down these days? Uh, I'm actually going back to like my. So I did like the cave diving for a little while. Yeah, that was which yeah, is honestly you... good. Like they're good, but at the same time, the they're sto- good. Well, I mean, like entertaining. Okay. But at the same. You're talking to your mic a little bit more. At the same time, uh, there's. <laughs> By the way, Luke. So when me and my wife were on vacation one time, we were, my wife. We were on a big uh, a road trip, and we were listening to Down to Dunk, and you could not hear Luke's voice in the car. Yeah. So like you could hear every all the other three guys, but when Luke talked, it was complete silence. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a little little mouse whispering in the back speaker. And, but in the room, you, we forget because he's talking normally. Yes, he's just so far away. Yeah, from he's the just mic. three feet from the microphone. Uh, but the thing about cave diving videos is that uh, they all kind of end up the same as you learn after you watch ten of them. Like guy goes into cave, guy gets stuck, guy dies. It's a very familiar arc. Occasionally, a guy survives, and those are very exciting because you're not expecting it going in. Yeah, because all of them are called tragedies. Yeah, but some of these guys actually survive, which is wow. cool. Yeah, that's God. exciting. Dying in a cave. So- are they? They're just telling the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like they've got video footage. Oh, uh, they, they no, not video footage, but they have photos of the people and they have photos of the cave and like what it looks like. Gosh, man. Um, Does it have one of those signs that says "Don't go this way, people die"? And then they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna." It, go yeah, that it way. usually happens where guys are going into familiar caves, but are like pushing the boundaries of what people know is in that cave. God, that is a, that is. Do they ever they like throw a video a camera down there, there or something? Like a GoPro? Yeah, a GoPro with like a, you know. What, to go find a, like a body? No, 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 just to like see what the experience would be like falling down the cave. And then just, oh. And then reel it back up. That would be so disorienting. It, I don't think that would be a good video. You gotta get a stabilizer. It's course. really fast, yeah, exactly. but if you stop the frame just perfectly, you can see all the skeletons at the bottom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually do get these people out and we'll spend like millions of dollars. This one in Germany, they had like a thousand people on the rescue mission because it, it was like that labor intensive because wow. a, a person <laughs> I shouldn't laugh sorry I shouldn't laugh uh, a person got way down and then randomly just got hit on the head with a boulder <laughs> like it just <laughs> it just randomly broke off they were doing fine they were doing great they'd gone further than anyone had gone in this German cave and then just randomly a boulder like knocks off and hits them in the head they didn't die but they had to then rescue this like incapacitated person oh. from deep in the earth oh so they had to put him on a stretcher and then like climb them back out, which is very cool. Wow. Survived, survived. There we go. And if, wow. if you want, if you enjoy cave diving, then you get into avalanche videos, <laughs> which are art. There's actually r- some really cool avalanche videos okay. because people wear GoPros all the time. Oh yeah. And a lot, of, and a lot of times, those people all, most of them survive. I would say when they have a GoPro, because then they like know what they're doing and they call. It's a survival rate. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well. Anything else? What else, man? Well, also, can I? If I you have the YouTube video from the GoPro, yeah, that would normally be the survivors because the ones that don't survive, you probably couldn't find them. Well, they're so usually with friends. I mean, if their friends wanted to monetize their they death, 
their friends that they could steal the GoPro. Well, Twice God, Twice God here says that he is chilling in the hospital with a new baby. Oh God! I thought you were about to say something like he was in a cave got hit in the bold because he was in an avalanche <laughs> in no, a no. cave. In a cave. No, twice God. Congrats, Congratulations. man. Congratulations. Welcome to the dad pod, twice God. Welcome to the daddy zone. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be right back after this quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back after that quick break. Now it's time for some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. You've got questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. This is Twitter questions. My Get down to it. <laughs> what is happening? 
Oh. Well, total dad pod. Okay, our first Twitter question. I've got to pull this up. Sorry, everybody. Is from at KP4MVP. Hypothetically, if the Thunder somehow ended up with the number one pick in next year's draft, um, who are the top three to five players that you would consider trading for the pick? The better is there anybody if you if you had Victor Wimignana, yeah, is there anybody in the <clears throat> NBA that's reasonable that you would trade that pick for? Uh, probably no. I mean, if you didn't have like a if you didn't have someone like Shea and Giddy, like theoretically, if you could trade that for like someone like Cade Cunningham, I could sort of understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for OKC situation, I mean, you just take the best player. And I think this question, you would have to be down at like four or five. And even then, like I'm, I'm going through the hoops hype list of top 25 players under 25. And it's honestly just hard to find a name that right now we could imagine that team being willing to trade. Yeah. Maybe if like the Mavs, you know, Christian Wood just lights the Mavs on fire and they're just, yeah, they're like a play in team. And Lucas, like, Oh, I thought you were joking and talking about Christian Wood. No, no, no. Like, like Christian Wood just destroys the maps. Yeah, you um, would trade the number one pick for Luca. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, Giannis, if the rest of the Bucks get in a plane crash or something, and then he's like, yeah, I got to get off this team. Yeah. There's just like, there's just, it would take very extenuating. We are, we are the most negative pod. In it would the just take very crazy circumstances for players like that to actually be available. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. There's other directions to go to help that one. But even sense. like, I'm not sure there is actually. <laughs> yeah, if somehow he was home. Oh, he's home with the sniffles. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think that you trade that pick. I'm not sure he'd want to be in the because realistically the caliber of player that you would be looking at would be someone like a Tyler hero. I feel like that's like kind of the range of what could potentially be feasible. And like, do you really want to trade? No, 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 not. I wouldn't trade a lottery pick for Tyler hero. And, and same like, like, okay. 10, 12. That's a sweet spot. Like what about Desmond Bain? Like, I feel like that's, the, the range of player that you'd be looking at, obviously a player that would help. I mean, OKC not the number one pick, but if you had like the number four, or number five, no. So if you're not doing that, then you're not trading it because yep. you're not no. getting any of the players better than Desmond Bain. No, and it would depend on what is your team doing that year. Like, are they maybe a contending team? Yeah. Okay, then I'd trade. A yeah. Lot so of if you're the Cavs and you Bain. somehow got the number one pick, you don't trade that for Donovan Mitchell. No. No. Hmm. No, you don't. No, they're counting on their picks in the future not being lottery picks. What about the number? No, never mind. That was not bad. I was about to say, didn't the Wolves do just that for like D'Angelo Russell? But that was a little yeah. further. It wasn't the Wiseman. Wiseman pick was the Warriors. Actual was like, well, pick. it was the the seventh pick. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know. It. I mean, they were expecting to be better yeah. when they traded it. It wasn't like they traded the. Yeah. Yeah, those no picks don't yet. get traded. I mean, the one I'm thinking of, of course, is the Wizards when they traded yes. uh, Mike, Mike Miller and Randy Foy for the number five pick. Yeah. Those trades don't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, usually now it's like for a player and a pick very close to it. 
you know, the one thing that you have that Wizards fans have to wake up and thank God every morning for is that they picked the wrong guy with that with the fifth pick. You know, like that's like thank God if they would have taken Steph Curry. Yeah, that, that would get talked about a lot more with that pick. And the Wizards fans, like, have to live with that every single day. Because was it even Rubio or was it Johnny Flynn with the five pick? I think it was Rubio. I think okay. Rubio was either, five. Yeah, either one. You're just like, whatever. No big deal. It's fine. Well, honestly, I'd rather have Mike Miller. So was Steph seven? Did it go Rubio? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, just <laughs> trying to think of number six. <laughs> Well, I and also you literally just said his name and I couldn't recall it. <laughs> Johnny Flynn. Johnny Rocks. Yeah. Johnny Bravo. Yeah, it was Ricky Rubio five, Johnny Flynn six, Steph Curry seven. It's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Next question comes from at Thunder Fan. Thunder X Fan. Is Uh-oh. he an, oh, an X Thunder fan? Uh-oh. Is he an X Thunder fan? Or an extreme, extreme fan? Wow. I bet it's an extreme fan. Do any current Thunder players have a good chance to break into the top of any stat categories for the Thunder? Points, assists, rebounds, blocks? Oh, so they're they're talking about franchise. <coughs> yes. So like career leaders? Yeah. I would say Chet will have a chance with blocks. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Do, so, you, do you think any current players are... Well, this, this will be one of the nice things about if they do expansion, that we will be separated from the Seattle records on basketball reference. Right. So that now when we look at like career leaders, it won't be all these Seattle guys. Right. That would be much more helpful to answer a question like this because I was going to look up like, <laughs> well, maybe like someone is close no. in terms of three pointers, like because Paul George is nine all time and he I played know. here for like two years, so like it's right. not crazy to imagine right. that someone could. Oh, that's field goal attempts. Oh yeah, he's still nine. So it's not crazy to imagine that someone like Shea could get to the th- on the top ten of three pointers very quickly. Right. In fact, he might already be there. Wow, Richard Lewis has more made three-point field goals than Russell Westbrook. That's all he did. Yeah, but back then... It's That's just still pretty like, wild. It's still wild. They just didn't take as many threes back then. Yeah, the fact that Russ only had 922 made threes... Yeah. ...just feels weird. So Shea's at 298 threes now, averaging yeah. about 80 per year. I bet that goes up. If he can play more, he'll go up to 100. He'll be in the top 10 within like a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense that, especially with the way the league is going, that probably three-point. I don't know if you can get higher than, is it KD is the leader, I'm assuming? Yeah. I don't know if you can get higher than that, Like, but depending how long the career is, they're going to shoot more. You, yeah. Somebody will, because even KD is only at 1,000, like 1,100 for the franchise. And that's, in the grand scheme of things, not that much. And plus, again, his Sonics uh, threes will get wiped out. Russ, so that number will come down a little bit. Russ yeah, only true. had five more than Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. With the glove. <laughs> Zay glove. That's true. Uh, so uh, I think Giddy, theoretically, with assists, if he was here long term, he would. I would definitely think he's going to make the top ten. If if, if you're, assuming yeah, I mean, he'll be, he'll be in the top five in like a couple of years. You know, with this team, because like the only person getting assists for a decade was Russell Westbrook. Right. You know, he's got almost 7,000. And that's a lot. 
This is Jeez. so crazy. So the top 10 list is eight of the 10 are Sonics guys. Obviously, the two from OKC are Westbrook at around 7,000 and KD down at 2,300. Yeah. That's how big the gap wow. is. That's what I'm saying. Like, Giddy will be there. He'll be there shortly. Yeah. He'll, he'll be in the top three soon. Because, like, who would be the, who's even the third? How many years would it take for the if Thunder? He, if he averaged uh, 10, it would still take him nine years to get there. For to pass Westbrook, yeah, yeah, I don't know that he's going to. That is wild. Um, I don't even know who would be th- like who would who would that be? Like, I can't we can't see it on yeah the expanded basketball reference, but like who would that even be? Third in assists for Thunder, it m- mm, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I have no clue who that would be, hmm. it's, and it's probably something hilariously low. Like it's like Stephen Adams with like it probably is Stephen Adams like a thousand or something or Nick. No, he's on there. Is he on there? No. Mm-hmm. What about Reggie? It could he's only be. here for he two years. For long enough. I know. Yeah. Going here long enough. That's why like it'd be like more of like longevity with like Steve-O. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it could be Nick, but Nick just didn't play that much. Like Stephen played thirty minutes a night. Yeah, but Nick did early. Yeah, but he just never had the Some ball. Some of them Seattle days. And Steve never had the ball. Uh, Steve-O is at 615. Okay. Which is a decent amount. Yeah. Just in Oklahoma City? Yeah. And uh, do you want to know Nick Collison? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, we are not including his Seattle days? Mm-hmm. Not including his Seattle days. Okay. He had 638. <gasps> hey. Wow. I don't remember what I said. Yeah, I don't Steve either. Had 615. Okay, so yeah. pretty close. Nice. Awesome yeah. job, guys. Friday stat. Yeah, wow. wow. Twitter uh, question At Shay underscore step. Name your ultimate three-course meal plus drink. Oh, ultimate three-course meal. <laughs> Egg roll. Course one, egg roll. Egg Single roll. egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> Course two, noodle. Course two. <laughs> Course two, second egg roll. <laughs> Course three. <laughs> you are, I can just see in your face how utterly exhausted you are. Yeah, I am, but I don't, I, I, there's a sense of euphoria with it, though, which is strange. Yeah. All right, so appetizers. Hmm, you got classics like you got Caesar salads. Are, is anyone <laughs> going salad here? I wouldn't go Caesar salad, but yeah, I could go salad. You wouldn't go Caesar, huh? Nah. Ultimate threesome we're talking about here. So, <laughs> is salad in there? Yeah. Okay, let's toss one of those up. <laughs> and then where are we going second? What other appetizer would you want, though? Because sal- salad may I don't not know, be All the of best. them are like, when you go three-course meal, you're like, they're all so, like, everything's fried. I'm trying to think of, like... Uh, spring rolls. Spring rolls. Mm. One egg nice. roll. Fried spring rolls, yeah. No. Oh. In Vegas, we had like in. this pork belly, like Ooh, like some kind of dish. I don't even know what to call yeah. it, but mm. it was I like un- unbelievable. Yeah, gyoza yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. What, what if you thought outside the box a little bit? Because I was thinking... Uh, what, Ice cream? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, what if just... <laughs> Andrew's like, it started off with a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Next, let's add some ice cream. And then candy. And then- <laughs> It's like an eight-year-old. Fin- finishing with some Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> and then and a Slurpee for my drink. Yeah, Can I have coffee with that third course, too? <laughs> coffee and Skittles, please. No, I was thinking, what if you Sounds did a three-course meal where every course was a different meal of the day? So your first course was breakfast, your favorite breakfast. Second course, lunch, your favorite lunch. Third course, dinner, favorite dinner. Now, finding a drink. That's a big meal. Three meals? Yeah. Would there be mini meals? No, I think full. Full? Full meals. It's a challenge. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this has really changed. It's also, the rules of this are that you can eat however much you want. Yeah, it's your meal. You won't be uncomfortable. It's your ultimate meal. Wow. You don't even have to eat it. It's like a superpower. That would be a great superpower. The hard part is like for your first, like for breakfast, I want to, I don't, is it just one item? Mm. So you can have French toast. Mm. Or can you have like a you know whatever you want bacon eggs this is sausage. yeah 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 that counts ultimate as a meal meals. ultimate meal can, that's you know, that's one three that's one course breakfast. yeah have you guys ever watched uh, eat, like guys on death row obviously you know historic. what <laughs> this is a it's weird this is a weird podcast death. have you ever watched <laughs> you know, guys on death row I almost no? made a joke before you even said that and I knew you know he's probably going there anyway <laughs> <laughs> historically they they were given a last meal which actually has like been restricted significantly there's a really good uh, documentary about it and like guys in the past they had no restrictions on it and guys would order absurd amounts of food and back then they would just have to do it like uh, like oh, a guy would great. order you know like twenty four pieces of French toast and mm-hmm. in addition to everything else they were ordering yeah sounds awesome and you you would they would just have to fill it so it's it's your ultimate meal of course I'm thinking like this is my last meal why would yeah. I not when when else am I eating my ultimate three course meal yeah well you can so have what's a better the lunch life meal than this, Alex the what? oh, what's hey, the lunch meal Jess uh, African Kiwi on in the comments to take us away from the twenty five French toast says that Shay is probably third and it's just at the moment. Oh, Which yeah. is correct. He's oh, got like 800. That's something. a good point. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about him. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. That'd be funny. If it was what about Chris Chet Paul Williams, or... though? Where's he at? <laughs> Chet Williams, hold on. <laughs> breakfast. I'm going breakfast burrito. Oh, yeah. Where from? Uh, what? I, I'm creating it. Uh huh. So it's just a perfect breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. Don't ask about details. Lunch, I'm going mm, some uh, Mongolian beef. Yeah. Fried rice. And for dinner, I'm going mm, Thai fried rice combination. <laughs> All right. Okay. Nice. So, mm, and I'm going to top that up. Mm, I'm going to get a beer mm, and a coffee. Mm. And then late night snack, mm, s'mores. That's four. Okay. That wasn't part s'mores. of S'mores. You really like s'mores? Mm. S'more, please. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Al? Um... Uh, eggs, <laughs> Italian sandwich for lunch. Ooh, from where? Uh, I, I He's n- just creating it. Nowhere around here. I'm a club man, and nowhere in Portland either. I've I've not found like a. I mean, Jersey Mike's honestly for a chain does like a very good uh, imitation of like East Coast hoagies. Mm-hmm. But man, I, when I went back to Philly, I had a hoagie there, and it was like beyond any sandwich I have had. Wow. Either in Oklahoma City or in Portland. Wow. Oh, so that and then up your sandwich game, OKC. Up your oh, sandwich yeah. game, and then uh, for dinner, um, I might head over with you. Um, Come on, Tana Thai. I might do some. Uh, yeah, so I might get some uh, 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 Thai basil. Some thai oh, basil. Yeah. ooh, hmm, <laughs> interesting. 
Jay? Pizza? Uh, pizza? I think pizza would be my one of them. Breakfast. Maybe my lunch. Yeah. Maybe my lunch. I like club sandwiches, though. Anyway. Uh, morning, probably some sort of country breakfast, right? Sausage, eggs, hash browns, bacon, gravy, biscuits, everything. I want everything Pancakes. for breakfast. Pancakes, yeah. Yeah. French toast, waffles. Yeah. Uh, lunch, I'm going to go with pizza for lunch. Mm. Probably a hideaway pizza. I like Hideaway. I like their... Yeah. Uh, you could go Chicago-style pizza here. I like the big country at Hideaway. It's pretty good. Yeah, big country's good. So then for dinner, I probably have to go something red meat. Yeah. Like uh, maybe Rib- a good ribeye. I was going to say ribeye. Yeah, ribeye. a little, little mushroom sauce on it. Yeah. yeah and no. then, uh, you know, some good sides for that. Now that we're talking about it, I'm realizing that Luke basically just eats his ultimate three-course meal every day because he just has fast food for every meal. Yeah, every meal. Living. He just gets to live this life. Yep. Wow. Nonstop all day. Arby's. Oh, he maybe throw that, that sushi place he likes. Oh, Inaka, yeah. That's yeah. going to definitely be in Luke's death row meal. Next question. Our next Twitter question. <laughs> What's your death row meal? No, uh, next Twitter you question. You just committed a horrific crime. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on death row death. for the last 13 years. <laughs> You've been thinking day in, day out about this meal. <laughs> um, at Michael Scott Fro, do you all think lasagna is a casserole or strictly a pasta dish? Never considered this question. Yeah, I actually looked it up. Um, pasta. Mo- yeah, most people say it is technically... If you define casserole the way it's defined, yes, lasagna is casserole, right. but lasagna is like another level of food above a casserole. Yeah. Like I think casseroles is side dishes or Ooh. as part of a larger meal. Yeah, or just like a, yeah, that's, I think that's fair. You can do some casseroles that are more of the dominant feature in a meal. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, it's got a lot of meat in it. Cheese. A lot of meat. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. We do a spaghetti casserole. Yeah, we did one. I think a casserole is just a way to cook that food. Is a casserole like, you defined can do whatever by you being want in a casserole, casserole dish? Yeah, I think so. so. You can put whatever you want in a casserole yeah. dish. Yeah. I mean, how many different kinds of casseroles have you had? <laughs> it's whatever you want. I'm sure you've had a lot of casseroles lately. A lot of casseroles. So pasta is the answer. It's pasta. I pasta. You think the Italians, when they made lasagna, they're like, this is a casserole. I'm sure Mikel is going to appreciate that one. <laughs> this is yeah. not a pasta. <laughs> I think it's a casserole. What if, right. what if Michele quits the pod after hearing that? <laughs> He's so offended. He's so offended. Oh, sorry, Mike. At Matt Faith seventy four, the Thunder franchise inexplicably slips <laughs> into a black oh, hole. Oh, who's tomorrow. negative now? <laughs> Presti, Chip, SGA, Giddy, Chet, and Dort no longer exist. Who's your new favorite franchise? So Matthew could have just said. <laughs> OKC doesn't have a team anymore. Like they get bought and moved. Instead, not only do they slip into a black hole, the players are just gone. They just don't exist. They don't even exist. Wiped from the record. <laughs> What's it called in Marvel when half the population goes away? Uh, snap. The snap, yeah. <sighs> or whatever that's called. Yeah. The gulag. Um what? Nope. So I was thinking I was thinking about this. <laughs> what? Because I was thinking about uh, Premier League. I, I had to choose a team. Yeah. And I was thinking about if I was like a, a non-basketball fan who wasn't affiliated with any city, mm-hmm. and I was choosing an NBA team just from scratch, if I went about the same process, what team would I end up with? So how, who did you pick? I picked Brighton, and I picked it based on I didn't want to 
good team. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to pick Liverpool. Yeah, because I, I would feel like I was cheating. But I also didn't want to pick like a truly <laughs> awful team in which in, over there they would have a chance to get relegated because that would. Yeah, when I tried to do that, when I tried what to happen to Brighton because we just <laughs> lost our coach and the entire staff. When I tried so to do that, I picked Everton because I was like, Everton's like a team yeah. that exists. And then I just and couldn't they had, follow them. Uh, they had a Tim Howard, so they were that like a very popular like American choice. Uh, so if I was taking that same route, basically you're trying to get on a bandwagon just before a team gets good. Like I chose Brighton last year. They'd never finished better than like I think 15th. And then last year they finished top 10. Wow. So you want something like that. Yeah. And... The team I ended up on was the Orlando Magic. Ooh. Because mm. if, even if, like, at this You've point. You've already started this hype train. I have started this hype train. But you can't go with, even like the Cavs now. Like, the Cavs would have been, like, kind of a, a pick why couldn't you? Some, why couldn't you go with the Oh, Cavs? you can. I'm just saying using my my decision tree. I, yeah. can't, I can't do the Cavs now. But they have, I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs last year. I know, but it's like. They also we have know a history. Of, they also have a history Donovan of success. Mitchell, are you just saying because it's Donovan Mitchell now? Yeah. Like if I did it like a day before the Donovan Mitchell trade, that's that's what you want. Yeah, that <laughs> that is like the ultimate. Yeah, you couldn't right you there. couldn't do the Pelicans either in that line of thinking. Yeah, I mean you can do any of these, obviously, but I think for my the way I was thinking about the Premier League, I would have ended up with Orlando. You guys are welcome to choose any team you want. Thank you. I mean, thanks. Mm, the Mavs, the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I really got into Boston, you know, last year during the mm-hmm. playoffs. Like, I don't know why. I genuinely couldn't tell. I kind of like their coach. Yeah. Uh, I, but that's about all I can think of. Maybe You it's kind of like their coach? That's why you like them? Yeah, that no, was, I, that's I, where you start. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, mean, I just okay, love coaches. Uh, huge fan. Um, <laughs> no, that was one that I just, I like the way they played. I like Marcus Smart, Al Horford, a lot of their players. Um but if I'm going, I really kind of am pulling for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. You yeah. made me dislike the Grizzlies with incredible logic last year. And the Grizzlies like, are one of those like ultimate hype trains. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you were a, like a, a non-NBA fan jumping on last year, I feel like the Grizzlies would have been the easy choice. Yeah. I just, CJ, Brandon Ingram, I love uh, their coach. Uh, <laughs> what a great coach. <laughs> I'm sure it's Willie. So is that Willie Green? Coaches. That's Willie Green, right? Yeah, yeah Willie yeah, Green. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, if you had picked them before last year, now that is like, yes, yeah, yeah or even in the first twenty games last year. That's disgusting. Won like one. Yeah, yeah. Who who would who would be the last team you'd pick? Oh, you can answer, Andrew. And then who would be the last team you pick? The last team, I don't know. I I think also the Timberwolves would be an interesting one to choose. Yes, uh, just because of Ant, and then like they're making moves. They're trying. They're trying to be good. Yeah, I think that would be a fun one. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at you choosing them. Yeah, would choosing is it chaotic to choose Portland? Um, they have a really good fan base. <coughs> yeah, they have cool jerseys. Colors. They do have cool jerseys. Um, you have they've Damian got a, Lillard, an but. immediate star that you can like identify with, and it's mm-hmm. been there a long time. Yeah, that you can just like jump right in with. Um, I do think ultimately, long term, their outlook is good, but they need to sell the team. And yeah. if Phil Knight buys it, then everything will be great, be great. and amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if something else happens, then I, I am a little bit worried about Portland. Yeah. yeah. I don't I wouldn't choose Portland. What about if I chose the Spurs right now? I was gonna say the <laughs> the two bottom teams are the Spurs and the Jazz. Like, and I those would are definitely teams. choose this. well, which one would you choose? Spurs or Jazz? I think I I think I would go Jazz. 
then you got to buy those jerseys to support your team. Oh, hey, you could no. get a Fiesta Spurs jersey or you could get a highlighter jersey. You Hi. just can't do you identify with Spurs culture more or jazz culture more? Uh, I don't even know what jazz culture is. It's racist. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, now that I just said that, I think uh, you have yeah, to I pick think the you Spurs. Yeah, I think you got to You don't really have a... So, you, tell me you identify <laughs> with... jazz after I say that? <laughs> jazz. Without um, like thinking. Oh, now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. Prudent franchise building or racism? Which one do you yeah. identify with more? I, yeah. The least, though, I mean, it's you always go back to the ones you like the Kings. That'd be a brutal one to try to follow. Like, would you be at yeah. all excited to follow them this year? I mean, people are people, every year, though. They I, are. I know every year for the last decade. The Knicks been are like, the what? easiest one for me to be like. I I can't. I would all never. The, yeah, all I, of I the can. environment, like the Madison Square Garden, the Knicks fans, the energy in the arena, even when they're bad, like. That is a benefit, but their team product has been so bad. Yeah, no, for a long time. You wouldn't want to watch that. You wouldn't. Yeah, the Knicks might be the worst one, just because you can sell hope for the Spurs and the Jazz and the Kings. Well, the Kings have been selling hope for a decade. And also, a half. pretty good at it. There's kind yeah. of a downside to joining like a very well-established fan base. Where like you're just suddenly waltzing in like oh I'm a fan too now yeah whereas like with I feel like with Orlando you can just kind of like sneak in the back door and like, <laughs> yeah, five one. years later everyone's That's like true. yeah I've been a Magic fan my entire you're one life of the five yeah. fans That's I tried true. to do that. I kind of went the opposite direction not the opposite direction but when I was younger I always wanted to pick the crap team it's like nobody pulled like so when I was younger I became a New Orleans Saints fan. Wow, so you, were, you weren't were, a glory chaser because it's like the opposite Aints. of most kids. No, I wasn't. It, it depended like. I also followed Shaq, so mm-hmm. I was a Lakers yeah. fan. But this, I, it's balance. It was either the Colts back in the '90s or it was the Saints, and so I picked the Saints just because I don't know. That kind of worked out. The Aints, but by the time they got good, I stopped caring about them. Oh, it's so, in, that didn't work no, out. Didn't that worked, it worked out not at all. <laughs> Another backdoor team would be Charlotte. I think you could be a Charlotte fan right now, and people yeah. wouldn't question it. Yeah, the hard part is you have to be yeah. a Charlotte fan. You, well, yeah, yeah. That's a tough you'd, the goal you'd, here? You'd have to feel. And by the way, I feel like it's already starting. But I, I think Lamelo is going to be the next like Shea guy, where everyone's coming up with fake trade proposals. It's obviously too early for it, but I feel like he's the next in line. And so, like, if you felt well, and Mile Bridges, just the, yeah, it's oh, that's it's, true. it's definitely that not a good time disaster. to be jumping on. Yeah, it's not the Hornets. Yeah, good point. Don't even want to call it a bandwagon. Yeah, and what it's are, like Steve Clifford. Like, if if it was Kenny yeah. Atkinson. You can kind right. of like sell yourself on like, okay, we have drafted all these young guys. Here's yeah. a developmental coach. This is a narrative that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like Steve Clifford fighting for 41 wins every year, and it's like, who cares? Yeah, it's going to be terrible. What about the Hawks as a choice for your team? <sighs> the Hawks have just never appealed to me for some reason. But I, I just have like want a natural like, aversion to them. Because like they went Eastern Conference Finals to like, what are we doing? Yeah. And now, like they've got DeJounte Murray. It's, it's a definitely a buy-low opportunity to yeah. get DeJounte. Did they lose any of their guys that we care about? They traded like DeAndre Hunt, Hunter didn't get traded. Mm-mm. No, they did trade. Uh, John Collins is still Herter. there. Bunch of picks. Yeah, Herder Herter. went to the Kings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they traded anybody that was like key rotation player. Uh, they traded. Was. Uh, yeah, Herder was. They traded Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Gallon mommies. Gallon mommies went to the Celtics though. And is now probably out. Yep. Well, he is out. Definitely out. Towards ACL. Hey, Taylor, take that gift. Oh. Sure. 
No. No. Get out of here. You can also take anything off the shelf. Thank you. Who's this gift from? There's a card in there. <laughs> All will be explained. <laughs> See you in the cave later. Okay. Uh, it's chaos, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is from at Zach Deeg. What food would you recommend no one ever try? Oysters for me. I don't mind oysters, actually. I've not had like traditional oysters yeah. before. The Drake here in Oklahoma City has pretty good oysters, but and oysters for me, it's like you just they've got a huge, like super briny, like super briny taste, mm-hmm. and then you just put hot sauce on them or yeah. horseradish or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't like a lot of raw vegetables. Okay. Particularly raw onions. <laughs> not a fan of raw. So you recommend no one ever? No, no, that's raw okay. Onion. That's but probably a bad. Not one. even on a burger. Actually, one of my favorite not YouTube videos. Onions. No, no, no. Hmm. Grill them. Oh yeah, not destroy. Yeah, they're very different. Onions. I like raw onions on a burger. Mm-mm. One of my favorite YouTube videos of all time is this. Uh, he's like twelve. He's like twelve year old kid named Stewie who reviews an onion. And his like dad bought him an onion for his to do like a YouTube review, and he just bites into it without peeling anything yet. Like, he doesn't know anything like, through, through the skin. Yeah, and he has like the greatest voice. He sounds like Bullwinkle or something. Like he's, this kid is bizarre, and he he got like so much hate for this video that he eventually stopped making videos. But it was such a funny video. If he had waited a few years, he would have recognized it. Like, oh, this is just a good video. But yeah, look up Stewie reviews an onion. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to say bread and butter pickles. I hate bread and butter pickles. But can you do normal pickles? Oh, yeah. That's the problem. Like, dill pickles are so good. They they perfected it. And then they decided to make these, like, meal... Ugh, they're like... They taste like shoe to me. Bread and butter, butter pickles. <laughs> Anytime I bite into a sandwich thinking I'm about to get dill... And it's that, bread and butter. That's the problem. Ruined. You, yeah, you always think you're about to taste dill, and then it's bread and butter. Awful. <laughs> I'm I'm such a I eat like a child, so it's hard for me because there's a lot of things I just don't eat. <laughs> yeah, the only the only thing I really like just do not like, and it's like more of like a texture thing is I just don't like mushrooms. Oh, I love. Oh, mushrooms. that's upsetting. Yeah, I know it's an unpopular. But you've thing. had fried Ooh. ones. I mean, I've had all kinds. I've tried Hideaway's them. fried mushrooms, man. Yeah, I just don't like undefeated. Them. Yeah, I just don't like them. Uh, at Pepsi United, after the Mitchell trade, the point of discussion is that Cleveland won't be able to offer Mobley the designated rookie extension unless they trade Mitchell or there's a rule change in the new CBA. Do you think this kind of change would benefit OKC? Now, he's talking about if they change the rule or like our chances of getting Evan If they Mobley. change the rule. Okay. Because I was looking it up, and Brian Winhorst did a good job explaining this, but like... They can still offer him a four-year extension, max yeah. extension, and they can just wait for him to be a restricted free agent and offer five-year max. Right, exactly. So that's that's what you do, is you just yeah, wait. Who cares? Yeah. What does it matter that it's the extension? Like, you can just say, like, hey, because the way our team is structured, like we've been to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but you're just going to have to wait. And if he says, like, no, I'm just, I, I like, I want something now, then you can <laughs> offer him the four-year max. Yeah. And he, and he can take that then. For OKC... Do you do you know what why that rule was put into place? Because I don't either. <laughs> I know I just the way I said that made it sound like I was about to explain it, but I don't know why that's in there. And it's it's kind of like 
made some things unfun. Like the fact that that was the immediate talking point. Yeah. Like it sh- that shouldn't be a concern for Cleveland. A team no. like Cleveland should be allowed to trade for Donovan Mitchell <laughs> and not have any concerns about maxing Evan Mobley in the future. Yeah, it, I think it's about teams just having like it's about spreading talent. Like a lot of those rules are just about trying to spread the talent, which always ends up hurting a small market team that's trying to build a collection of young players. Yes. Yeah. Almost always. I mean, you hope that that is a issue for OKC at some point. Yeah, for real. You know that they actually have that many guys that you that you have, you have that, that you have to think about that. Yes, yeah, so you have that problem that you've had already two max extension rookies. Yeah. You. I mean, you just hope that it's giddy and that like Chet is in line, and you have to wait for his restricted free agency to give him the five. I wonder if you could. Are you allowed to give one dollar less? And does that? Not, is that a not max? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then just pay them under the table. One dollar. And, the, and then the league finds out and you get stripped of all your future right. draft you, picks. You hand them a pack of gum or something afterwards. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I my guess is that no, you can't do that. But maybe. But maybe you could. But and also what is the line? Is it a thousand bucks? Could you give them a thousand dollars below the max? Like what what do you have to do for it to not be considered a rookie max extension? Right. Yeah. I don't know. You there's gotta be some rule in place though, because you could just be like, Yeah, they gave him five hundred dollars less than the max extension. Yeah. And now he's you know, he's still getting the same amount of money basically. Right. But now he's out. It's just I don't know. I don't know that rule. Bye, Jay. Just losing podcasts. Everybody's leaving one by one. this tap on. Now, now it's a Wednesday pod. Now we're just a Wednesday pod. But we're going to talk about part two of Summers of Sam. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> 2019. Uh, let's see. If you, Okay, last question from at Trust the Void. If you could take any of the current Thunder players out for an ice cream date, who would you take? Now, we've talked about this before, like, you know, if you're in your 20s, mm-hmm. I feel like the entire roster is open to you. Yeah. When you're like in your mid to late 30s, you know, like... Hanging out with somebody who's 19 is like... It, we just have not yeah. a lot in common. So you almost have to go the <laughs> oldest player on the team. Like like Derek Fa- I would feel more comfortable hanging out with Derek Favors than like <laughs> hanging out with Usman Jang or like oh, J-Dub. 100%. J-Dub, I don't know. J-Dub is cool. He's a he's a cool guy. I guess I could talk video games with J Dub. Yes, you can talk video games. He's easy to talk to. Oh man, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We'll be back on Monday with some more voicemails. So if you want to leave us a voicemail over the weekend, you can get that into the podcast. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.